2: Plushcare.com slash weight loss.
3: SansPants Radio, Australia's most cowardly podcast network.
1: Hello and welcome to Scaredy Boys, a podcast where three cowardly friends discuss horror movies. I'm Damien, I'm Sean. And I'm Tom. And for this episode, we watch The Exorcist. The Exorcist is a 1973 supernatural horror film directed by William Freinkin and written by William Peter Blatty, based on his 1971 novel of the same name. It follows a visiting actress in Washington, DC, who notices dramatic and dangerous changes in the behaviour and physical makeup of her 12-year-old daughter, Reagan. Meanwhile, a young priest at nearby Georgetown University begins to doubt his faith while dealing with his mother's terminal sickness. These two then meet when Reagan's sickness turns her foul-mouthed and violent and beyond the help of a medical doctor or psychiatrist. Because what Reagan needs is an exorcist. We are once again joined by our special guest and exorciser of all movie demons, Alexi <laughs> Toliopoulos. Welcome, Alexi.
3: Oh, I am so excited to be here talking about. I reckon one of the scariest movies. So I'm, I'm, I feel now I'm evil for bringing yeah, back uh, to the well, scary one. Yeah, yeah, Tom, as is customary. Uh, fuck you, Alexi. Fuck you! Yes, I didn't know I could be this scared <laughs> by something made in 1973. Yeah, but also thank you because yes. it's a fucking classic, like a very
2: good film, but also scary.
3: That's yeah. what I like to do: I bring a blessing and I bring a curse in equal measure. <laughs> 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 no, nah, it's true. It's look, it's it's a phenomenal movie, mm-hmm. and I was fucking terrified, and I hate it. And I can't wait to watch it again. Yes. Mm -hmm. That's what I want to hear.
1: (laughs) It is. It's very... It's a conflicting range of emotions watching this movie from, like, outright Mm. disgust at times, uh, which we'll get into. But uh, what's your history with this movie?
3: Um, I think I would have seen it pretty young, like... oh, Not that young, like 15 or something. Okay. Not inappropriate. Like, I put it on myself, (laughs) watched it by myself. Right. Um, And I... Liked it a lot then. Like, I thought it's very impressive Mm. because I do love William Friedkin. I think he's, like, over my lifetime become one of my favorite filmmakers um, because I think he's a very thoughtful filmmaker and uh, very much has, like, his background in theatre and documentary. Right. And so, it's always fascinating to see, like, how his mind will interpret something, especially when he does adaptations mm-hmm. like this or, like, the uh, adaptations of Wages of Fear called Sorcerer just after this. Because mm-hmm. I think he brings, like, this naturalism, this uh, realism to things uh, that don't often have it. Yeah. And, like, this movie, the greatest strength that it has, I would say, is, um, you know it's got two billies at the head. You've got Billy Friedkin, you've got Billy Blatty. Um, <laughs> yeah. I've never called him Billy Blatty, and I don't know why now. sounds really bad. Uh, but you've got those two Billys. Mm. Um, and William uh, Blatty was like, um, he is a Catholic person. He is Catholic. He has a strong faith. Mm-hmm. William Friedkin does not have that strong faith like that. And so I think it's like you have these two, like, actual geniuses of their crafts and of storytelling basically having a debate with this film mm. and like, um, like you know, it, those two things intersecting of like realism and spirituality. Yeah. I think that's what makes this movie so special and why it's so scary because it hits th- so many deep fears mm. that are not... Like to have them all hit in the one place is really, really rare. Like, that's why I think this endures so much and why its reputation as the scariest movie ever made is warranted Mm. because, you know, you've got these deep mythological fears... Of, like, religion and uh, the dawn of society, the dawn of culture intersecting with, like, spirituality, mm. uh, the sublime magic, darkness, things beyond the realm of man. Mm. Uh, that's where the movie begins, like, in the birthplace of mon society in Iraq, mm. like, where modern religions were all founded. So, like, it goes back to, like, these origins of who we are of what the human soul and how it's interpreted are. And then you've got, like, the the loss of body and, like, the loss of control of your physicalness with Reagan, mm-hmm. who is, you know, a young woman coming of age, like, going through the hormonal changes that everyone goes through. And so people can relate to that, mm-hmm. but then to have it, like, corrupted by her losing complete control of her body and her physical form and being invaded by, like, this mysterious entity, Mm, really. mm. And then you've got like Damien Karras, the Greek Catholic priest mm-hmm. which by the way I'll shed light on it is the weirdest fucking thing because stuck with me ever there's like one like less than 1% of all Greeks are Catholic so it's really? weird that like one of the biggest like representations of Greek religion in movies is Catholic it's like there's like 5 Catholic churches in Greece or something ridiculous like that so it's really it's a weird thing right and it's like I guess do people think Greeks are Catholic because of this movie maybe But otherwise, (laughs) that's. I'll get into that, I'm sure, as we go on. But then, like, there's that, like, more modern mythological trauma. Mm -hmm. That where it's like the, he's like the ancestry and the mother, like the whole thing with his mother who's like kind of losing herself to dementia yeah. and old age and frailty. Like you have the body failing there and mm. it's out of his control. He can't do anything about it despite being trained in spirituality and in uh, medicine, in the mind and in uh, psychiatry as well. Mm-hmm. He can't even control this thing. Yeah, great. And it's all this association with guilt, which is like one of the deepest fears I think every yeah. people fear. Mm. is the idea of guilt and he's letting his mother down so it's like an encapsulation of all of these fears that are both imagined and real Mm -hmm. and putting them all together I think is like it's really really spectacular and like super to put it quite bluntly fucking freaky like this is a (laughs) freaky movie because of this yeah that's a cursed film absolutely it's super fucking cursed did you guys look into this? (laughs) no
2: don't tell me the movie's actual cursed in real life 9 or 10 people attached to it died um, oh, mm-hmm. several of the actors got like <laughs> lifelong injuries from it. Like um is it Linda Blair played the kid? Yeah. Mm. Yep. Yeah. She has a permanent Spinal injury because of filming <laughs> yeah. this movie. So does Alan Burstyn. Um Max mm-hmm. von Sydow got injured as well. Jesus, yeah, the, the, yep. the schedule was supposed to be eighty-four days. I think it ended up being like two hundred and twenty or something like that. Just I all heard sorts it of ran shit.
3: for six hundred and sixty-six days in the year. What the of fuck? Oh, God, no. <laughs> no, no, that's not true. <laughs> We're too gullible. We're too you gullible. absolutely Lexi. got me there. We are we are scary yeah, boys. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I found you in the most dangerous, frightening <laughs> sense that I could get you with anything. But we, this oh, actually man. is. true true they're actually um on film they there's a serial killer in this movie yeah i read that too what fuck yeah
2: yeah there's a like a neuroscientist or whatever one of the guys in the in the Mm. scene where they're um examining um the girl regan yeah yeah he's just like a background guy i think he he's like an extra but that's his actual Mm. field that he is in real life and then like a few years later he killed somebody and then he was was he called the bag man was that what it was?
3: Something like that. Oh, I yeah. I've never looked too far into it because I am scared of it. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All all I just
2: looked into it very briefly. I think six mm. six men were killed. Fucking I think he basically hell. was like cutting off their dicks or something. Yeah, and he was known as the bag man because he would wrap the dicks in in black bags or some weird shit. And then yeah, it happened over a period of like two years. Mm. And then and then I think he was. I assume he was caught. Yeah. But he's in the film. It's he's fucked.
3: in the film. And then William Friedkin basically made a movie about that like later. He did, yeah. With called, Pacino, yeah. Al Pacino called Cruising, yeah. which is actually one of my other favorite movies. Oh, it's wow. probably oh, after wow. The Exorcist, my favorite William Friedkin movie because it's like amazing. And Pacino is so good in it. Mm, and yep. it's really... It's a bizarre movie, and it was hard to track down for a long time. But oh, wow. it's some of that cool Friedkin like documentary feel stuff, and I think that's kind of what he brings to this. Is like mm. this movie; it doesn't look like a documentary, maybe it doesn't even feel like a documentary. But there's like this implied realism yep. that yep. like Friedkin continues on from like his great success of doing uh, the French Connection just before this, which looks mm. and feels like a documentary. Yep. Right. But it's I think he really finds a way to ground this movie mm-hmm. in both reality and both spirituality. And I think that's like the thing that really makes it stick and why yep. it like has gained this reputation, but also like why it works as a movie because the characters feel like real fleshed out, lived mm-hmm. in people that have their own lives. Like I'm always like, go in my head, I'm like, why is she an actress? Why is Ellen Burstyn's character basically playing like, you know, Ellen Burstyn herself in the movie. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's, uh, that's always something that's like weird to me that she's like a celebrity. Mm. But then we watch it. It's like, Oh, it makes sense. It gives her like all this reason, gives her a reason to be in a new place to not have like uh, a, like the perfect life around her of like Mm. people. Mm. That um, you know, like a what do you call like a safety circle basically? Like rhymes. a support network. Yeah. 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 Thank you yeah. so much. That's yeah. exactly what I was trying to say. <laughs> I came up with safety circle instead of support network. Safety circle feels like it's more appropriate for an exorcism. Like I need my safety circle to get the devil. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's drawn in chalk on the yeah. ground and, you know, we need to <laughs> yeah. make one. It's yeah, I think I think you've I think you've you've hit on it. I think that's what scared me the most. Like we've we've watched a lot of mm. movies from modern horror movies that have really freaked us out to mm. like some of the older stuff and some of the older stuff like there's stuff in it you're like oh, i get that but also it's it's dated because it's like the effects or the the whole idea of it has been done over and over again and like mm. I, this is my first time watching the Exorcist. i would never seen it but obviously i've seen mm. scary movie two or three or whatever one has the Exorcist stuff in it yes. so I, <laughs> scary, movie, scary two. movie two yep there we go i believe oh maybe it's three Scare Movie 2 is actually based on the movie I talked about last time, The Haunting. Oh, really? The remake right. of The Haunting? Oh, okay. Yes. Okay. And I saw them both around the same time. Maybe that's why it's like lasted in my head for a long time. <laughs> well, they're, they're fusing in one. Well, yeah, so obviously, and like The Exorcism, The Exorcist is like, has been parodied and pastiched and gone back to. Like, mm. watching it, there's a, this is a weird deep cut, but there is a Simpsons comic, like a treehouse of horror comic, mm. in which Lisa gets possessed by Madonna. And Reverend Lovejoy basically oh, wow. has to come in and play the Karis-type character to get Madonna mm. out of Lisa. Um, and it's, like, got a great, great shot of him standing on Evergreen Terrace with the light shining out, and it's just Reverend... It's good. Mm. Oh. It's good. But, um, like, I've seen all that kind of stuff, so I was kind of like, oh, no, I'll be fine. I'm prepared mm. for it. It's, it's an old movie. I wasn't that scared of, like, Friday the 13th or Halloween or whatever. Mm. And then it, like, starts, and because it feels so real and it's so mm. well shot and so well told, I'm like... Oh, did this actually happen, though? Like, (laughs) I I feel a palpable fear. None of the stuff is dated or aged horrendously because it feels like it actually fucking happened and they just happened to have a camera there. Yeah, It's ridiculous. Mm. And I would say the thing that is probably the scariest of them all is, like, not... Like, the sequence that's the scariest is not, like... The exorcism sequence or, like, one of the times where Regan is, like, visibly possessed and Mm. screaming obscenities. Like, the scariest thing is, like, when she's in the hospital being like having like a tracheotomy and right. stuff to like, yeah. like, you know, those are real procedures as well. Like those are real procedures in the seventies where it's like basically like they dig into your thyroid or something, right. your um your artery, like they let your artery bleed out to like do, and like the way he shoots those, that is the time where it's like, his documentarian eye really mm. comes into play. Yeah. And, like, that's the scariest stuff, like the hums of those machines, like, boring into her head, mm. the strain that you see her going through... And, like, her mother, like, crying, watching them happen. I think those are the scariest things. And it's, like, that's real shit that anyone... That could happen to people. And it happened to a lot of people back then. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. Even even just that they go so hard down the medical route for so long in a movie Mm. called The Exorcist. Like, I really love that. Like, even the fact that the priest is a man who believes in science and he's losing his faith, which is just such a great character yes. straight away. Mm-hmm. But it also means he's going to double down on on this, on this medical, psychological procedures way before they ever get to exorcism. Like the realism, yeah. it is so grounded in how would a family actually deal with this situation? How would a mother who's struggling help her daughter... Mm. and be so at a loss until she finally... Like, when she goes and says, no, I need an exorcism and she's fighting so hard for it, you believe it because she has literally tried everything else and yeah. it's it's at the point where this is the only conclusion now.
3: Yeah, and it's kind of cr- great as a viewer because you already know that there's something mm. otherworldly about it. Like, when we do beginning in Iraq with... Um- uh Max von Sidau mm-hmm. uh like confronting Pazuzu again. Yeah. And then there's this Thing that like is kind of like indelible that I love in this movie, where Damien Karras, when he's when Father Damien's mother passes away, mm. and you've already got this association of like his disappointment to her that he can't care for her mm. and that she's losing her mind, losing her 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 connection to reality, and he has this dream where he's like descending, mm. and, uh, like and like he's like trying to talk to his mom. But she's too far away so they can't hear each other and you can't hear them at all. It's like this silent dream and there's like a face of Pazuzu. Like you see this face. And I don't know what version you watched because there's a director's cut and a theatrical cut. And in the director's cut, there's like the crab walk, which is now infamous. That's not in the theatrical version. Mm -hmm. But there's also these... I quote unquote subliminal Pazuza faces. <laughs> yeah. but like they look like shit and they cuz they're from like the 90s when they redid it and they're just like you know they're not subliminal cuz you just see Pazuza's face like appearing yeah. things right but in the theatrical cut there's only one time where you like see that oh yeah that like creepy white face of Pazuzu and you see it in his dream before he ever encounters Reagan and I just think that is like for me something that I find fascinating when it comes to like spirituality and religion is like almost this idea of being outside of this like time Mm -hmm. and so he hasn't like Connected with Pazuzu or Reagan, yet Pazuzu already will exist in his life because he is going to confront them. Yeah. and so uh. for like for him to meet Pazuzu later, Pazuzu always exists in his life yeah. and always exists in his dreams. Yeah. and I think that's something that like really scares me, mm. like this idea of like a predestination or like preordained meeting. And, like, all the ramifications of it being in your life before it even happens, that really disturbs me. Mm. And I think that this movie does it in a way where it's, like, it's not even on your radar. I've seen this movie, like, probably 40 times. yeah. And that's, like, the thing that I'm obsessed with now is, like, he sees Pazuzu before he meets Pazuzu. That's so scary. Yes.
1: Yeah, and it also seeds really well that what Pazuzu actually wants is him. Mm. So that, like, in that final scene where, yeah, he leaves her body for his because that's his ultimate goal. Which, yeah, that's brilliant. Um, Another thing I wanted to talk about is you sort of mentioned those those early touches where we're getting like the noise in the attic or we see the Ouija Mm. board or she just sort of has this throwaway line of, oh, my bed was shaking. And it's such this slow build where we're the audience obviously catching every single one of them mm. but in the movie they're just so glossed over and we move on in this really incredible way because again it's that realism of yeah. well that's just a comment like yes little girls say lots of strange little things sort of thing and it's this slow build but boy does it mm. build and then when it finally erupts it freaking blows my head off hm.
3: like it's insane like you can justify everything in your head for a point in this movie where you're just like mm. oh the bed's not actually moving she's like you right. know her body's doing something really weird or, like, you know, all of those things, like, you can justify. Mm. And then, like, even something that I've noticed on my most recent few viewings is, like, during the actual exorcism where, um the two priests are like chanting like the power of price. Ka- price. The power of price compels you, I guess is what I'm telling you. <laughs> yeah. There's a yeah, yeah. great yeah. sale on. Basically playing the price is right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Larry Ender, yeah. famous exorcist. <laughs> yeah. He actually would be incredible in an Australian parody of this. He'll be incredible for it. <laughs> he would be so good. If it's fucking Larry and Roe McManus <laughs> oh. chanting, that power oh. of price compels you, and it's an ad for like Harvey Norman, <laughs> come on. That's good shit, That's dude. Me. (laughs) But like when they're like chanting and Reagan is like levitating like a fucking meter and a half of her bed, Mm. their eyes are like still pointed at the bed and not like her raised above it. So you're like, oh, is this just how I'm interpreting this as the movie and they actually see her on the bed or not? Like there's all those things where you like totally can justify it all. Yeah. But then like, you know, another thing as well, like when. You go into her room and like everything's flying around. Mm. It looks so dangerous and scary. Mm -hmm. Like if you compare it to like Poltergeist, which is just like a few years later, Mm -hmm. where everything's levitating. It's like graceful, and you can see the outline because they've done it like uh, with computer generation. Mm. This is just like you got grips and gaffers just throwing (laughs) shit around the room, like tearing books (laughs) up and stuff, and records being flown around. It's, like, really dangerous (laughs) and scary. It feels so real. That's great.
0: Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.
1: Well, that seems like a good point to ask, uh, were we scared?
2: Yep. 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 Very, very scared.
1: (laughs) Hard yes on this one, yeah. Too
2: scared. You know what I find most frightening, I think, is that, like, I don't really know of the rules of exorcisms mm. are ironclad. Mm. So for me, it's always like, well, say they get it out of her. What's to say it's not going to just come back right. at some point in right. her life? And mm. I gather there is a sequel in which that does happen. Mm. Yeah. So for me, I'm like, well, this is terrifying because it's like I go through all this shit, they get it out of me, they save me, and then mm. I'm still fucked. Like, you're just haunted forever. I hate it. It's
1: like herpes.
3: Yeah. <laughs> Spiritual herpes. I it's- mean, <laughs> that's the form that the sequels take place in. They just get a little bit of cream and it kind of stops for a while. But I would say, like, I've seen this movie countless times. Mm. I watch it probably twice a year. And I watch it because I'm still so scared of it. Like, this yep. frightens me. Um, like, you know, I don't watch this movie covering my face with my hands or mm-hmm. anything. I don't watch it behind my t-shirt. I'm like, the, it's the psycho, the psychology of it all yeah. really still sits with me, really scares me. Um, because, you know, when I was young and I first saw this, I was Reagan, like, you know, going right. through puberty and like my body's... I don't know. I don't know if it happened for you guys. It changed. It really weird <laughs> change. Lots of weird shit was going on with my body and it was unexplainable. My mom took me to hang out with some priests. <laughs> they, they tried oh. to do an exorcism on me, <laughs> from what I understand. Yeah. Um, but, you know, they were Greek Orthodox priests, so nothing uh, weird happened. Okay? Because uh, okay. yeah. okay? yeah. yeah. like Greeks Catholics. are not Catholics. Yep. Okay? <laughs> do not get confused. Do not get it twisted. Greeks are not Catholics. I've tried to research for this podcast today where the fuck that came from. <laughs> I couldn't find anything concrete, but I will tell you something maybe apocryphal because mm-hmm. I remember reading it when I first saw the movie and I can't find it fucking anywhere now. I've read The Exorcist of the Book as well. Mm. But I think William Blatty, I think that I read somewhere years ago. I couldn't find it now. <laughs> I think he's like Lebanese or something. Yeah, right. And he... Um, when he was writing the book, people were like people don't know what Lebanese is in America. Yeah. Mm. So you have to make him something like it. So was like, <laughs> oh I'll make him Greek. <laughs> oh, because that's God. similar to Lebanese. <laughs> and then um then but Greeks are not Catholic. Right. But- I actually don't know if that's true, so maybe just cut that out of the podcast. <laughs> I don't know if that's true. Maybe it's something that like some what, like a Lebanese friend of mine told me when I was like fourteen years old, going like, Oh, that's the explanation. Yeah. I don't know, yeah. but it's something that's stuck with me. That's just- gonna
1: stay in. If any if-, if anyone takes anything from this podcast, I want that to be the thing they take
3: from <laughs> <me>. <laughs> William Bloody was Lebanese. <laughs> but I think that's like what sticks with me, like mm. why this movie endures is like i'm a teen when i'm a teenager i see reagan's story right and now when i watch it, i'm like oh my god Damian Karras, mm. he's like the character I relate to, this ancient fucking haggard man. Like, he looks so old. And I'm like, that's who I am. The guy with the mother issues. The guy with, like, huh? He's worried about his mother's health and so he doesn't know what to believe in anymore. Like, right. Oh, that's who I am. Yeah, man. great. And then one day, I can't wait to get Max von Sydow oh, yeah. fighting against my old enemies. <laughs> so like, oh. I, I found it wild that
2: he's only 44 years old in this movie. Yeah. Mm. So they just aged him up heaps. It's incredible, isn't it? yeah did it win an Oscar
3: I think that's why people thought that he was like hundreds of years <laughs> he old was yeah, so he was like, old.
2: yeah yeah
3: because he's making movies in like the 50s mm. as, as well and then he's making this like 20 years later so it's like it doesn't <laughs> add up people like Max and Sido are so old I
2: just read that Blatty is um, the child of Lebanese immigrants oh, so that oh, checks sweet. out okay.
3: great it can stay yeah. in the podcast we can leave it yeah. Yeah. keep it in keep it in it's official it's official yeah. Yeah. God, maybe I was right. It was, maybe this is true. This is the smartest our show's ever been, Alexi, just yeah. so you know. Uh,
2: while, while we were talking just then, Alexis changed his Wikipedia
3: page. <laughs> Have you guys. Um... Would you guys be curious to watch the sequels?
1: I would. We actually... We had one of our listeners email in to strongly recommend the third one. They actually said it Mm. was a great time.
3: There's been, like, a critical reappraisal of the third film. Like, there's been some big video essays on YouTube and stuff, like... Like heralding it And that one is directed by None other than Billy Blatty himself Oh Whoa Yeah
2: Isn't Karis back in that one?
3: Yes I Uh, read that
2: Older and
1: more broken than ever
2: Yeah (laughs) I read that he was an alcoholic And so they had to get, like, someone else to play him, so there's two actors playing the same role. It's Brad Dourif.
3: Yes. Well, it's yeah. interesting, like, because this I've read the book as well. The book is called Legion, mm. and it is a sequel to The Exorcist, the book, but when they have to adapt it into Exorcist 3, they have to, like, make it a sequel to the movie as well, and obviously, Damien Karras, like, fucking... <laughs> he He it. really dies. <laughs> <but. Yeah. laughs> like, he... I unmistakably he dies. Like yes. it's the biggest part of the movie. Yeah, he dies really yeah. hard in, Yeah, um, more than fucking any John McClain dies. Like this is a diehard hard can, moment. Can, can I say this? There's just one little <laughs> one little like logic thing, right? Mm-hmm. You see uh, it's, it's not until really the next day where you see um, the other priest, Father Dyer, yep. sort of walking around the steps and out the front of the house, that you mm. see how far away those steps are <laughs> from that window. <laughs> mm. Sure. How, he jumps huge. Powerful throw. Yep. He throws his whole body mm. out there so hard. It's the power of yeah. Christ. <laughs> well, he was an athlete as well. Like, Yeah, we say he's a priest, he's a doctor, he's a yeah. psychiatrist. We've seen him running, you're right. Yeah. He's an athlete. That's why it's like one of the ultimate roles, because he's Rocky as well as everything <laughs> else. Like he was a prize fighter. Like that's yeah. part yeah. of this guy's backstory. Yeah. yeah. I thought he was so gonna punch weird. the devil because they're like they refer to that he's a boxer. Oh, he tried to. He uh, yeah. Trino, he does try to. Yeah. yeah. He kicks yeah. the living <laughs> shit out of her. How amazing would this movie be if like part of the exorcism is like it like dissolves and you see him fighting Pazuzu, <laughs> like trying to knock him out? <laughs> Uh, Uh, one
1: other thing while we're on the topic I just want to talk about (laughs) is how obviously gross and like vulgar this movie is but I was sort of taken with like like it really sticks in your mind and like Tom when you were saying when everyone sort of rips it off that's what they go Mm. for but it's used to such good effect in that it's it's meant to make you feel revulsion. Yes. It's not done to be gratuitous. It's meant to say, this is the most horrendous fucking awful thing yes. that can happen to a little yep. girl. Like it's so done so mm. well and with such purpose. I was really impressed yeah. with that.
3: It's it's the the look, it's mm. one of those things where like that the famous line, your mother sucks cocks in hell, which is done as like jokes and things. Right. <laughs> I've heard it parodied and yeah. I've heard I know that line exists. And then watching the movie, when that line happens, mm. you're like, oh no, that's just awful. Like it yeah. should be funny, yeah, but it's it's actually not funny. Yeah. It's so scary, yeah. right? And especially yeah. like to me mm-hmm. the scariest part of the movie is like Damien's dream and then also mm-hmm. when um his mother speaks from Reagan. Oh yeah. Like from yeah. like within yes. Reagan. Where he's just like, why you do this to me, Dimi? I'm scared. Yeah. Like, that yeah. scares me so much. Because it also sounds like my ya ya. Like, it's like, <laughs> I have the same voice. And I found it like, I think that's why I also find this movie so scary. Because, like, it hits me so <laughs> yeah. hard, like, right at home. Yeah. And then, mm-hmm. uh, like, it's so frightening. And then also, when it's like, it's all ties into his, like, loss of face, where he's like, at the start of the movie, he sees that old that guy's like, "Father, spare some change for an old altar boy." Yeah, I'm a Catholic, and it's this this guy who's like a homeless guy begging for change. Mm. And then it's presumed that he's d- dead as well, and like all these things have been haunting him forever. And it like adds to that that timelessness of Pazuzu. Yeah, like living outside of the realm of time, mm. just so fucking scary. Yeah, dude. my god.
1: Yeah, yeah so it's good. that it. It's that fear that actually gets into your spine. Like it's it's mm. it lingers like you're thinking about it
3: days later. I mean, I'll never stop thinking about this movie. I reckon it's one of the movies I like Always like just in my brain, I'm like, oh my god, <laughs> I'm gonna be Damien Karras one day. <laughs> oh, no, it's gonna happen.
1: <laughs> all right. Well, did our characters act wisely or foolishly? I think pretty wisely. Yeah, I got to yeah. agree. Like, they seem to exhaust all the avenues.
2: Yeah, Absolutely. I mean, my, I watch it and I'm like, no, no, come on, like because we have we have all the information as the audience, mm. sure. So we're like, get to the exorcism quicker. Mm. But in real life. Mm. That's that's the amount of time it would take, I guess We've yes. watched other exorcism stuff, I guess, with The Conjuring Where it's like, mm. well, I guess we know You have to get permission from the church To even, mm. like, to go to the next steps yep. So, yeah, it's fucked it's, it's hard to watch in that respect Because you're like, please, get to it quicker Just save yeah. her quicker Yeah, yeah Yeah, I think they act wisely. Mm. I
3: think you're right, because I think everyone acts wisely because no one like throws Regan under the bus either. Like Mm. they're not like, oh, something's really weird about this girl. Like Mm. they like you say, they all go through logically. Even like the detective, Lee J. Cobb's character, who's like, I'm very slowly, with like kid gloves on, investigating this, Mm -hmm. and I'm also investigating all options, like what is True, and what's happening here, and he is the lead as well of the Exodus Part Three, the oh, Legion okay. Heretic. Cool. Um, he, and so I think like even that is like. That's wise as well. Mm, where it's mm. not like there's like an asshole cop on yep. the outside of this story going like, I'm investigating the murder of some guy that you guys know that died outside your house. Yep. Yeah. And your daughter's very suspicious about this. <laughs> like, it's not like some asshole that would be like in the modern movie. He's like very sensitive and gentle and very warm, a very mm-hmm. warm, funny yep. character. Yeah, It's like... Man, out of control, how real this movie is. <laughs> yeah. And he loves, yeah. he loves oh. movies.
2: He just loves films. He he loves loves yeah.
3: That's a character I probably relate to most yeah. these days. <laughs> I'm like, damn, this guy's got it. He loves Paul Newman. <laughs> yeah. Those those little like conversations he has with the two priests where he tells them about the free movies yeah. and they're like, who's in it? Yeah. And he tells them, and then they do that, I've already seen it. Yeah. It's such a yeah. point. <laughs> those two little beats are so good. It's lovely. And the repetition so of that good. at the end to, to Father Dyer is, mm. is kind of nice too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, Father Dyer as well is a real priest. Yeah. Oh, oh seriously! Oh, is he really? Yeah, he was a consultant, like on the movie, and and like Billy Friedkin's, like, come on, dude, get in the picture, play this guy. <laughs> That's but great. then I think like um, William Friedkin's one of those seventy psychos that like the <laughs> mistreated actors <laughs> oh, to try okay. and get performances oh, out no. of them. I think he like slapped him or something oh. before he did like the Damien Karras death scene, and like also he and I mean he like. That's bad. You don't <laughs> do that stuff. <laughs> yeah. But also, like, him and um, the... Who's the actor that plays Stephen Karras? I can't remember his name right now. He's, like, a wonderful playwright and, like, theater actor as well. That he, Jason Miller. Yes, Jason Miller. Thank you. He was discovered by... Um, William Friedkin, mm. uh, because he did this show called The Championship Season, which was like a kind of cult hit off Broadway play, mm-hmm. and he saw him in it, and he'd already cast Stacy Keach in the role, and this was like oh. a hot role, wow. like you know Jack Nicholson, Al Pacino, basically everyone was up for this role, mm. and then Stacey Keach was cast, and then he saw he saw Jason Miller and was like actually pay Stacy Keach out, we got to bring him in, wow. oh wow, wow. And, you know he's like also cuz he was like i just see it as this guy and i see like the entire the inner and outer life of this character is mm. this man we got to bring him into this movie and, like, you know, he's a great actor. Like, this is a phenomenal performance. Yeah. And, you know, when the split-piece soup gets spat out from mm. Regan on him, and he, like, has, like, a very real reaction sure. to because it, it goes on his face. Originally, it was meant to just go on his chest, like, on his sweater. Oh. He wasn't meant to hit his face. Right. But they changed it so it would because Friedkin's like, I want to get a more genuine reaction. Oh, and Miller like blew up and he was like i'm a fucking actor dude i could pretend like i can act what you want i you don't need to like fake shit around me i will do the like actual acting that you want you don't need to throw shit in my head to get me the like get there i i read another
2: one alexi on Mm -hmm. that as well he cracked the shits again because (gasps) the director fired a gun near his head to get a shocked reaction out of him he's like i'm a fucking actor i can do this oh shit
3: (laughs) Exactly. He just like
2: sounds insane.
3: Yeah, I mean, like I love William Friedkin, but that's the stuff I fucking hate. Like Mm, I hate hearing about all these like Kubricky and shit. Yeah. Shut up. Just make a fucking movie. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Be nice to your cast. Mm. Be nice to your crew. Don't bring a firearm onto set. Yeah.
1: (laughs) 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 All right. How would the uh, the four of us do given this scenario? Bad, Alexi, Do you want to do you want to be our possessed? Person?
3: Oh, I would be my pleasure <laughs> because your mother is down here with me, and we're doing some incredibly disturbing <laughs> and exciting and erotic stuff down here. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's upsetting. I'm upset. Oh. oh no, I don't know what yeah. to do. You've you've oh, uh,
1: really embodied that character. <laughs> <laughs> oh. All right, so well then, yeah, I, I honestly don't know how how we could do any better than the characters in this movie. One we not we don't have the skills and knowledge that they do anyway, mm. but it seems like it's it's really friggin' hard. Like Damien Karras doing the ultimate sacrifice of throwing himself out the window once uh mm. what's the what's the demon's name? Pazuzu. Once Pazuzu uh, or
3: Mr. Howdy, if you want to call <laughs> call calls the demon. <laughs> I hate that's not my not not I hate it, but it's in like I hate it because it terrifies me when like a character, mm. character innocuously is like oh, this is my imaginary friend, Scratch Fingers. And you're like, fuck, Scratch yeah. Fingers is going to come back and kill someone. I just <laughs> know it. I just know it in my bones.
1: Do you know, I read this, I, I don't know how factual this is, but I'm guessing it's real, is that it was called Captain Howdy because the Reagan's dad is called Howard, mm. Um, mm. which apparently we see in like the shot of a tabloid magazine somewhere near the beginning. Yeah. And so it's meant to be that like Reagan is devastated by the, the, the loss of her father, Howard, and so this substitute father figure demon has chosen that name of captain howdy to sort of relate to that
3: yeah i, th- yeah. I think we're in trouble though because um boys <laughs> yeah. i'm not gonna lie pazuzu makes me a deal i'm in so <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> okay instantly tom instantly fuck
1: you it's just you know how this rolls i know
2: lexi
3: rolls up and he's like do you want to mm. like hang out and i'm like yeah i guess
2: are you two the priests and i'm the, the parent perhaps <laughs> okay <laughs> because my first move as a parent is to be like fuck it i'm out <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Sean can You can have the. Put care, her up mate. for adoption. Yeah. She's up for adoption. Yeah.
3: Come take my sweet twelve-year-old girl, Alexi Tolyopilis. She just <laughs> <laughs> set her on fire. <laughs> yeah.
2: yeah. <laughs> no. Um, how do we save her? Okay. How do we save him? Um.
1: Well, my only thought. Right. So I was yep. actually reading that part of the of of Damien Caris taking the demon and then killing himself. That comes from this this actual Bible story where there was a person who was possessed, and they put the demon into some pigs, and then killed the pigs. And actually, when uh, when the when the demon leaves Reagan's body and goes into Karis, you actually hear this horrible screaming noise, which was screaming pigs. They actually got the noise of pigs, sort of to relate to this Bible story. Blah blah blah. My thinking is we we don't have I don't own pigs. I don't have any pigs. Mm. I'm guessing you guys don't own.
2: Pigs no, over. Sorry, no um,
3: just two cats, and you're not putting any demons in either of them.
2: I'm not touching your cats. That demon couldn't go in my dog. It's too powerful.
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> what about just like a snail? Like, can you can you not just put it into anything? If we're but we'd need to outsmart it. Here is the point. Here is the thing, though. That's mm. the the hard part of that. Doesn't it choose where it goes though?
2: And also, what does it want? Because in the film, it wants Karis. So in our yeah. scenario, it wants one of you two who are the. <laughs> I mean,
1: I fuck! I hope not Tom because it's got him in a heartbeat.
2: <laughs> what does it want if it's if it's taken over Alexi, mm. Maybe we seduce it out of him mm. with tickets to the silver screen. <laughs> yeah. Oh,
3: yeah. Maybe he wants a podcast on the That's network. It. That's it. <laughs> we have to offer Pazuzu a yeah, pod. Yeah. Do, do you want a weekly show in which uh, you talk about famous people you've possessed? <laughs> oh, my darling. That would be my dream. My dream to talk. And I would love to have Jackson Bailey as my co host. <laughs> <laughs> well, it
1: even works like everyone, because oh, all the people you possess, like, Like, already in you, like we saw with Karis's mother. Mm. You don't even need guests. You can just be talking to yourself, really.
3: Oh, yeah. That's awesome. That would be the show. That's the show. It's like fucking... Like... What's the movie like Wayne's World? Yeah. I think where like they go in and it's just Harry Shearer by himself losing his mind <laughs> in Wayne's yeah. World Two, yeah. like playing all the different characters. Yes. <laughs> yeah. That's it. But it's just Pazuzu possessing Regan, sitting in like a morning AM, <laughs> <laughs> like breakfast show. He does all the callers as well. It's a callback like radio show now. Yeah, so it's like drive time yeah, show. Yeah, the talkback <laughs> stuff. They all call him in, and he's like, "We got another caller." It's just he's the producer. He's ever we give him his own radio network. Mm. He clearly loves mm. to talk. Yeah. That's it. He dude. wants people to listen. Yeah.
2: He wants exposure. Yeah. yeah.
3: We can get it for him. I mean, well, it's not hard to believe that Rush Limbaugh was literally the devil possessed. <laughs> so, you know, just that kind of thing, but in a more comedic <laughs> yeah. way. Right. Is
2: it dangerous to put Pazuzu with the option to go out on the airwaves? Undoubtedly, yeah. Mm. For people to hear him.
3: Oh, absolutely. But what other solution
2: have you got? It could destroy the world, but saves saves us yeah. in this scenario. Yeah.
3: Well, no, yeah. no. Okay, here's the solution then. We, we get him on the network, we tell him he's going to have his own podcast, yep. he's just got to get out mm-hmm. of our good friend Alexi, and he can have his own show.
2: We don't plug the market.
3: No, no, no. we just put it behind a paywall. No one subscribes to that show. He's yeah. releasing content, we're like, oh yeah, man, you're getting heaps of listens. He's a demon, he doesn't know how to use a fucking computer, he doesn't know how to look at his Spotify. <laughs> That's our warning for you guys, do not get the new Sans Pants Plus, here, <laughs> known as Deity, do yep. not sign yep. up for it. That's why I put such a high pay increase on it. Oh, so fuck. we're hiding something very scary. <laughs> <laughs> There's something very dangerous behind it. We've got
2: to put a bazoozoo's pod. <laughs> what, is it, what is the what's the top
1: one? Is it king? Is that king
2: yeah. tier? Now higher
3: yeah. up, higher up. Yeah. got to go oh, further fuck. up. Higher up. Yeah, Don't want to deity. Yeah. Something. It's all the way yeah. up the top.
1: Jackson Bailey will still guest on his pod, though. Yeah, of course. So that, he's yeah, going to draw in some people. So yeah. we just need to be aware of that. He'll do all, <laughs> all <of> the <that>. time. <laughs> and that is all the scary talk we have for this episode. I've been Damien. I've been Sean.
3: I've been Tom. I've been Alexi Toliopoulos. Uh,
1: and Alexi, thank you so, so much for joining us. It's been an absolute treat.
3: Oh, my pleasure. I was so glad to bring you something very scary, but you know, I think like. I loved hearing you guys talk about the Exorcist as well. It's like a still a freaky dicky picture. <laughs> it is.
1: I genuinely loved it. I genuinely it's just like such a great Genre film But just also such a great Cinematic experience in general It's mm. a beautiful film
3: Absolutely We freaking love you William William Friedkin that's, that's us Saying we love you baby And
1: if you'd like to hear Alexi Do more puns on uh, Directors names You can listen to his podcast Total Reboot It is a wonderful Wonderful podcast on movies The only the only podcast on the internet About movies in fact Yep, that's technically the truth <laughs> So please do go to that uh, And if any of you Scary listeners Would like to contact us Tell us the movies to watch all that sort of stuff you can email us at threescaredboys at gmail.com or you can find us on twitter at scaredyboys or individually i'm at midday pajamas i'm at carney from 55 i'm an awkward trade
3: i'm at this is
1: alexi stay scared everyone
3: your mother is down here with me and we're doing some incredibly disturbing and exciting and erotic stuff down here